Today's episode is presented by The Skin Store. For over 20 years, The Skin Store has been the number one destination for premium skincare, hair care, and beauty products. With over 8,000 different products from over 300 different brands, The Skin Store has you covered for all your hair, cosmetics, and supplements, and of course, skincare needs. Find your favorite brands like Elta MD, New Face, Olaplex, and more, all in one place with gifts with every purchase. Right now, the skin store is offering our listeners 20% off your next purchase by using the code POD, that's P-O-D, for 20% off your next purchase at skinstore.com slash pod dot list. Skin store, have the confidence to tackle the day ahead. Again. Exclusions apply. Again, that is POD, as in P-O-D. We are, uh, what's the band? P-O-D. We are, we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, Skin Store, for sponsoring this episode. That was my contribution. Thank you, Skin Store. <laughs> this is an Asphalt Studios production. Let's take a drive down. Let's take a drive down Tangent Avenue. No, I don't, Taz. I don't have anything to yell. I have something to yell. Oh, I was, that was going to be my thing. That's fine. We'll start with that. Okay, cool. We're but, starting. Know, what else we can start with? Are we in? Yeah, we're starting. Yeah, we're in. Oh, we're in. Oh, okay, yeah. No. Well, yeah. What did you want to start with, though? What did you want to start with? Yeah. Um. Just, just something real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> uh huh. Yeah. Clear your throat. Fuck Republicans. Uh, could you yell that though? Nah, I'm not gonna yell that. Could you care? Be... Could you uh, pick up your son, put him right in front of your face, like really close, <laughs> eye to eye, noses touching, if 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 able to. And then you just fucking scream that as loud as possible. If you could do that real quick. <laughs> nah, I'd, I'd yell it, but uh, Maddie's brother is here, and I don't want to... Oh, easy. Yell, fuck yeah. Maddie's brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're recording. I don't want to start shit. Right. Um, anyways. How's fuck it Republicans! Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you're wondering why we're saying that, it's because every single Republican voted against the stimulus check. Every single one. That kicks so, ass. Fuck them all. That, mm-hmm. that rules, especially because their states needed the most. <laughs> <laughs> man, uh, fucking Texas, man. They're going through a time. I know, man. And hey, a uh, hot take for you liberals as well. Um, if you say that Texas deserves what's happening to it, absolutely throw yourself off a fucking cliff <laughs> yeah if you yep. could from me to yeah. you mm-hmm. okay uh so yeah quick question for you bryson yeah 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 yeah. how close have you come to a lot resorting to cannibalism oh um well i don't mean to be crass <laughs> <laughs> But pretty close. <laughs> okay. All right. You want to tell us about that real quick? No. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we're going to talk about our first. Does eating pussy cat? Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've been there. Been there. Done that. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about our first ever cryptid today the Wendigo. Not a big fan of. Uh... Actually, uh, I, I'm lying. That's my favorite episode of Supernatural. Never mind. <laughs> Actually, no, that's uh, not my favorite. My favorite episode of Supernatural. Um, is, uh, the episode where, uh, the imaginary friends turn out to be, uh, serial killers. <laughs> that fucking rules. Uh, but Taz, sure, sure, we'll talk about the Wendigo, but Taz, who are we? Oh. Who are we? Well, you're Taz, and I'm Bryson, and this is Tangent wow. Avenue. Uh, in this show, we bring a new topic every week, spanning the incredibly broad, the incredibly niche, and we tell each other all about it, and it's so fun! It really is. But before we get into the window code today, uh, we want to, of course, thank you for tuning in and remind you to su- subscribe wherever you're listening. Leave a five-star review and we'll read it on the show. And, of course, tell some friends uh, about us. It's if you don't have friends, show. Uh, go make some. Just scream it in the sheet. Yeah. I'm sorry, scream no. It scream it in the sheet. It, okay, it sounds like you said scream it in the sheet. I did. <laughs> sounds like if Let's you're being fucked. That. 
No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, if yeah. you're being fucked. Listen to Tangent Avenue! <laughs> <laughs> if you could moan our name instead of your significant other, it might yeah. cause them to listen to the show because they want to yeah. know what we're doing that they aren't. So, yeah, exactly. So if you Go could all it. do that, that'd be fantastic. That, it would be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and if you don't want to do that, uh, the Can't imagine why you wouldn't way want to support to. the show outside <laughs> of that is uh, subscribing to our Patreon. For only $5, you get early ad-free ep- uh, access to all episodes, a weekly power hour that covers many topics, or it can just be us hanging out. Uh, it really depends on the week. Um, we we'll just also recorded be doing an a- episode where we talked about uh, WandaVision and the, yeah. the finale and uh, our thoughts on the whole series. Uh, I will not spoil it, but uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll also be doing a monthly tangent takeover episode, which is a fan submitted, fan voted on topic, and an exclusive D and D actual play podcast. Oh, it's gonna be uh, so fun! It is tangent tabletop uh, oh. launching in April, uh, most likely uh, latest in May. Uh, the first four episodes will be dropped here in the main feed for free before going exclusive to Patreon. Uh, we look forward to seeing you there, and thank you all for your continued support. We love you. Well, we do. We like you. I love uh, you. Tolerate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Let's continue. So this week, <laughs> yeah, this week's episode is going to be a little different. Uh, so first we're going to go over the Wendigo. I feel like we say that about every episode, and none of them are that different. That's fair. Uh, yeah, so we're going to go over the Because if it, episodes. Wait, wait, wait. Is it going to okay. be a full episode of us talking at nauseum about a specific topic, and then uh, nonsense ensues? Yeah, except okay, we're also yeah. going to read some stories as well. Oh, stories. Are Ooh, we going to... Oh, let me stories. pull up the uh, episode two script of Supernatural, if you don't <laughs> mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go into what it is first uh, in, you know, real myth, real legend, and then some other things as well. There, the interesting uh, thing about this topic is it is a little different because I actually know a little bit about Wendigos. Yeah. Which uh, we try to avoid generally, but Taz is breaking the mold that's fine the wendigo uh is of course part of a traditional belief system uh of a number of algonquin tribes uh or speaking people in general eh, algonquin uh including the (laughs) oljibwe the salto and the Cree, the the nescapi and the inu Although descriptions can vary somewhat, common in all three of these cultures is the view that the Wendigo is a malevolent, cannibalistic, supernatural being. Uh, they were strongly associated with winter, the north, uh, coldness, famine, and starvation. Um, so, Basil, or Basil H. Johnston, an Ojibwe teacher and the scholar from Ontario, uh, describes the Wendigo as this. The Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation. Its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones, with its bones pushing out against its skin, its complexion the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. The Wendigo looks like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean and suffering from separation of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption. The Ojibwa, uh, Eastern Cree, West Main Swampy Cree, Naskapi, and Inu lore, um, all of them believe that Wendigos, uh, well, describe Wendigos as giants many times larger than humans, uh, something not mentioned in the Algonquin cultures. Whenever a Wendigo ate another person, it would grow in proportion to the meal it had just eaten, so it could never be full. Therefore, Wendigos are portrayed as simultaneously gluttonous and extremely thin due to starvation. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Did Did you ever play? Uh, ooh, what's that game? Great way to start a question. Uh, the PlayStation exclusive about the butterfly effect. <laughs> One second. Let me see if I can. Life find is the game. strange. <laughs> no, no, no. Because no, no. yes, it's a great game. Everyone should play it. While Taz is looking that up. Um, Until Dawn. Oh, no, I haven't. I've never heard anything really? about it either. Oh, it's a really good game. It's kind of like um, like one of those cinematic games. Uh, oh, one of them cinematic games, huh? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Sure. Uh, when you there's not a whole lot of actual gameplay in what it is, you're essentially just walking around. It's like quick time events, making decisions, that type oh, of thing. Oh, 
games, so those are um, not very fun games. Okay. Yeah, except it, it, <laughs> the way that they did it was uh, the story is actually really, really good. It incorporates like the butterfly effect. So every single decision you make matters, and everybody has the potential of dying or living based upon decisions you make. And it's a lot of fun. That sounds interesting. Might I posit mm-hmm. this? A lot of RPGs do that without without sacrificing any of the gameplay. Sure. So. <laughs> yeah, it, it made a pretty good horror game. Uh, okay. And the Wendigo is uh, a big part of it. It's if a it's a horror game, I suppose, you know, mm-hmm. it can be that. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, I have a fun joke. Okay, sure. <laughs> and I love setting it up that way. <laughs> <laughs> if it hadn't been for Cotton, Cotton Eye Joe, I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from, Wendigo? I hate you. Thank you. First off, um, good joke. Kay. Did I do good? No, bad? Okay. no, you didn't. All right, fair enough. Uh, the Wendigo is seen as the embodiment of gluttony, greed, and excess. Never satisfied after killing and consuming one person, they are constantly searching for new victims. In some traditions, humans overpowered by greed could turn into wendigos. The myth served as a method of encouraging cooperation and moderation. Other beliefs say wendigos are created when someone resorts to, uh, resorts to cannibalism to survive. Humans could also turn into wendigos by being in contact with one for too long. Wait, define yeah. contact. Because, like, um, if you, you guys hang out a lot, or is it fucking... I also who's both. fucking a wendigo hey man you wouldn't fuck a wendigo they're very gaunt with very they can old... sound like anybody you want though oh, that might be skinwalker actually I think that's skinwalker. <laughs> <laughs> like uh... why would they need that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it sound like the guy mind. singing cotton eye joe though mm-hmm. oh. wendigo and skinwalkers uh get a lot of similarities which is weird um, old skin boys as the skin uh, boys. classification of cryptid is yeah uh, so the creature also lends its name to the mo- modern medical term uh wendigo psychosis described by psychiatrics as a, a culture-bound syndrome with symptoms such as intense craving for human flesh and fear of becoming a cannibal in some indigenous communities environmental destruction and insatiable greed are also seen as a manifestation of wendigo psychosis in historical accounts of retroactively diagnosed Wendigo psychosis, it has been reported that humans become possessed by the Wendigo spirit after being in a situation of needing food and having no other choice besides cannibalism. In 1661, the Jet Suit Relations reported, What causes greater concern was the news that met us upon entering the lake, namely that the men uh, uh, by a conductor for the purpose of summoning the nations to the North Sea and assigning them a rendezvous where they were to wait our coming uh, had met their deaths the previous winter in a very strange manner. You know Those what poor men. What? How many words you mispronounce that are just basic English? But then you just like fucking drop rendezvous in there like a pro. <laughs> <laughs> because rendezvous is spelled like an insane person decided how it was spelled. <laughs> and you're just so quick on it. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a moment of hesitation. <laughs> Well, it's because, like, most of my mispronunciation comes from See, you even mispronounce mispronunciation. (laughs) But rendezvous? (laughs) Easy as pie. It comes to my brain working, uh, like, at a faster rate than my mouth is, so I'm not... I'm reading ahead of what I'm actually saying, and I hate it. Um, As you should. something I've struggled with. Yeah. And I hope it causes you great mental distress. It does. Good. So those poor men, correctly. <laughs> those poor men, according to the report given to us, were seized with an ailment unknown to us, but not very unusual among the people we were seeking. They were afflicted with neither lunacy, hypochondria, nor frenzy, but have a combination of all these species of disease, which affects their imaginations and causes them uh, more than canine hunger. This makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they pounce upon women, children, and even upon men. I'm not sure why it's written like that. Um, but I am just hey, quoting. <laughs> no, I'm quoting from a, an, an article. Um, I think it's because men are generally speaking disgusting to eat. <laughs> okay. Uh, like veritable werewolves uh, and devour them vor- uh, voraciously without being able to appease or glut their appetite. Uh, ever seeking fresh prey, and the more greedily, the more they eat. 
This ailment attacked our deputies and as death in the sole remedy among these simple people for checking such acts of murder. They were slain in order to stay the course of their madness. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, tell you what I didn't expect uh, of any of our topics for communi- uh, for uh, capitalism to turn up. Didn't expect it to be the Wendigo episode, but apparently <laughs> it did, so. Yeah, it, hey man. It's unfortunately everywhere. <laughs> uh, Gotta love it. Stop drinking water, dude. Who drinks water, dude? I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, so one of the more famous cases of Wendigo psychosis reported involved a Plains Cree trapper from Alberta uh, named Swift Runner. During the winter of 1878, Swift Runner and his family were starving and his eldest son died. 25 miles away from emergency food supplies at a Hudson Bay Company post, Swift Runner butchered and ate his wife and five remaining children. Uh, he was a hungry so, boy. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> wild, because, like, his son already died. <laughs> the fact that your sentence didn't start <laughs> with five miles away from any food, he ate his dead miles. son. Yeah. And yeah. then instead you were like, well... You know, his son died very sad. He was very far away from food, so he ate his wife. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And five children. Yep. Not his son, yeah. though. No. Because <laughs> we don't <laughs> fuck with the dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Given the option to butcher and eat either Maddie or your son, which do you pick? I mean, Maddie would have more meat, so. That's true. If I had to, I guess, Zade's for some chewier. reason. Why would that be a good thing? I don't know. Okay. You like chewy meat? Yeah, you know. I prefer it to, like, burnt meat. <laughs> okay. All I'm saying is that the bones in Zayd are smaller. So, yeah, it's while it's less, me- it's less meaty, I'll grant you that. But the meat-to-bone ratio is more so in favor of Zayd. All right. Um, given that he what's, resulted, what about to... this is making you uncomfortable? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't Maddie's know. a fucking stick, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Anyways, given that he resorted to cannibalism so near to food supplies, and that he killed and consumed the remains of all of those present, it was revealed that Swift Runners uh, was not a case of pure cannibalism as a last resort to avoid starvation, but rather of a man. With Wendigo psychosis, he eventually confessed and was executed by authorities at Fort Saskatchewan. So that's uh, that's good. Um, dead cannibals are the best cannibals, is what I say. Um, I disagree. Okay. All right. Another well-known case involving Wendigo psychosis was that of Jack Fiddler, an OG Cree chief and medicine man known for his powers at defeating Wendigos. In some cases, this entailed killing people with Wendigo psychosis. As a result, in 1907, Fiddler and his brother Joseph were arrested by the Canadian authorities for homicide. Jack committed suicide, but Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. Uh, He ultimately was granted a pardon, but died three days later in jail before receiving the news of this pardon. (laughs) (laughs) Bad luck. (laughs) Yeah, I like to think that he he got to choose his death, and uh, at one point he was just like, you know... Might as well give up, you know. I don't want to be in prison for so long. So he just like decides to die, and the moment he dies, he gets the letter. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it, you know. Yeah, some fun stuff. You know what? What I hate? Huh? Canada. Why? I don't know. Just not a fan. Okay. Yeah. I'm more of a fan of Canada than uh, America. I mean, they had they had a. Uh... Well, yeah, I'm more of a fan of being alive than burning alive. So. Yeah, I guess you're correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they also had, like, a maple syrup heist, so that's pretty cool, too. That is pretty good. Yeah. We'll, we'll have an episode on that someday. Um. <laughs> I'll have an episode on you one day. Hell yeah. Sounds more like a power hour, though. No. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to lie about your life. All right. Uh, so fascination with Wendigo psychosis among Western ethnographers, uh, psychologists, and anthropologists led to a hotly debated controversy in the 1980s over the historic- historical accuracy of this phenomenon. Some researchers argued that essentially Wendigo psychosis was a fabrication, 
a result of naive anthropologists taking stories related to them at face value without observation. Others pointed out a number of credible eyewitness accounts, both of Algonquins and others, as evidence that Wendigo psychosis was a factual historical phenomenon. Uh, the frequency of Wendigo psychosis cases decreased sharply in the, uh, blah, 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 in the 20th century as boreal Algonquin people came into greater and greater contact with European ideologies uh, and less rural lifestyles. The 10th revision of the International Statistical Classification of Diseases and Related Health Problems, or JCD for short. <laughs> JCD sounds like the weirdest, like, I see Chris. Oh, I see. What? Look, man, I'm not wearing my glasses. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> I've never seen you wear. Also, fuck, man. There, there's a lot I'm furious about right now. <laughs> but like, hey, I don't see you wear glasses that much. B, yeah, I don't. But if I there should. is any time to wear glasses, <laughs> it's when you have to fucking read something yeah, that man. we will yeah. release to people in public. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's fine. It's Jesus cool, dude. Christ. It's cool. This podcast <laughs> is going to fail. <laughs> we good, fam. We good. God damn it, Taz. Good she is I've never seen someone put so much effort into everything but the recording part <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, yeah, man, oh. we got a di- dynamic. It's me being dumb and uh, you making fun of me for it. That's true. So. Yeah, can't Fuck. break that. I was going to make a great joke that JCD sounded like a weird secret Christian society, but you yeah, fucked it. Well, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, the ICD classifies Wendigo as a culture-specific disorder, describing it as uh, rare historic accounts of cannibalistic obsession. Symptoms included depression, homicidal or suicidal thought, and a delusional compulsive uh, wish to eat human flesh. Some controversial new studies question the syndrome's legitimacy, claiming cases were actually a product of hostile accusations invented to justify the victim's ostracism or execution. Yeah. I do find the word cultural affliction a little, uh, <laughs> a little less than not racist, but, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that seems very explicitly... <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, I, yeah, um, yeah, but we can it touch could, on that a little bit. It could bit. just be poor phrasing. I'm not it sure could be. what yeah. they mean by cultural affliction, but. Uh, I think, I think, I don't know, uh, giving them the benefit of the doubt, which I shouldn't do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, as, as much as people like to forget, Canada's pretty fucked up to their indigenous peoples. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, they, what my guess is that typically it only affects that culture um and there's not a whole lot of accounts of it affecting people outside of that culture is my guess of what they mean yeah um but it it sounds real fucked up yeah it does um yeah uh yeah man canada's real fucked up to their indigenous people <laughs> yeah it's not good. <laughs> it's not at i all. realize that as americans we shouldn't say too much but jesus christ guys yeah very true <laughs> nobody's really been great to indigenous people yeah. i mean even australians yeah and yeah uh in addition to denoting a cannibalistic monster from certain traditional folklore some indi- indigenous people also understand the wendigo conceptually um and i i do want to note that uh <laughs> I am correcting. Oh, nope, that's a different part. Never mind, we're good. Uh, as a concept, the Wendigo can apply good. to any... Pr- what? Good, good. I was just saying, good, good, good. Oh. Uh, as a concept, the Wendigo can apply to any person, idea, or movement infected by a corrosive drive towards self-aggrandizing greed and excessive consumption traits that sow disharmony and destruction left... Uh, sorry, if left unchecked. Capitalism... Ojibwa, uh, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Scholar Brady DeSanti. Brady DeSanti. Brady. 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 Holy (laughs) fuck you! I'm done with this episode. You can record it without me. You cannot give me. No. 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 Shut your fucking mouth. You cannot give me Brady DeSanti and then take it away from me. Okay. (laughs) 
absolutely go fuck yourself. All right, fine, Brad Edison. That, thank you, Jesus You're Christ. Welcome. I'm so fucking it, angry man. at you today. You can have it. And I, you know what's wild about it too? I'm f- almost certain you've said it three times before this. Uh, no, I haven't mentioned Brady at all. I'm sorry, who? First time it comes up. Br- Braddy, sorry. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Braddy DeSantis uh-huh. <laughs> asserts that the Wendigo can be understood as a marker indicating a person imbalanced both internally and toward the larger community of human and spiritual beings around them. Out of equilibrium and estranged by their communities, individuals thought to be afflicted by the Wendigo spirit unravel and destroy the environmental balance around them. Uh, Chip... I thought you were about to say something that I realized you were drinking. <laughs> uh, I, it looked like you were putting your hand up to your face like you were going to freak out about something yeah. again. I was like, what did I do this time? No, I was just <laughs> having a lovely bread. Be- <laughs> I was having a, lo- a lovely beverage. Uh, this okay. episode was sponsored by Jones Soda, original cane sugar soda. I'm drinking wish, the strawberry man. lime soda today. It's delightful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd love to be sponsored by them. I know I'd. They can pay me in free beverages if they, yeah. if they want to. <laughs> uh, so Chippewa author Louise Eldritch's novel *The Roundhouse*, uh, which is a great name for a book. Um, better that name for a, a house, though. <laughs> no, it's a great name for a book about a Wendigo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Roundhouse. Yeah. Oh, does it end uh, with like a roundhouse kick or? Yeah, Chuck Norris is yeah. the main character. Yeah. yeah. Kind of wild Anyways. that he's the main character in a novel, but... <laughs> uh, the Roundhouse depicts a situation where an individual person becomes a Wendigo. The novel describes its primary antagonist, um, a rapist whose violent crimes uh, desecrated a sacred site as a Wendigo, must be killed because he threatens the reservation's safety. So good times. Yeah, makes sense. Good times. Yep. In addition to characterizing individual people who exhibit destructive tendencies, the Wendigo can also describe movements and events with similarly negative effects. So this is where capitalism really comes into play. Of course. According to Professor Chris Schedler, uh, the figure of the Wendigo represents consuming forms of exclusion and assimilation. Wow. Uh, Through which groups dominate other groups. This application allows... Indigenous people to describe colonialism as its agents as Wendigos, uh, since the process of colonialism ejected natives from their land and threw the natural world out of balance. Hey, Taz. Uh, dis- yep. Before you say anything more, um, I want you to know that I'm currently watching a video of a crab smoking a cigarette on the boardwalk. Um, I thought we were recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're doing that as well, but it did just like pop up. Um, okay and i just want you to know that like it's not just like a crab holding a cigarette and then like moving it up to its face um when he moves it up to his face he is literally smoking it (laughs) that's like the it's glowing red he's sucking in (laughs) like (laughs) i can't stress that enough (laughs) that this this crab is fucking punching darts right now <laughs> oh my god all right i'll man. send That's you the it, insane. I, you know i'll send it keep all this in of course but I'm okay s- i'm sending you the fucking video and i want On a Discord live reaction facebook? uh facebook okay this crap is absolutely getting suited right now <laughs> <laughs> zoot zoot i'm so glad that we can get crabs addicted to nicotine with our litter <laughs> Okay, watching the video as soon as it loads. I wish you would just, like, blow an O. (laughs) (laughs) How fucking good is it? (laughs) Bruh. Like, right? This crab is going through some shit. <laughs> that crab just got a divorce. <laughs> it's fucking Ben Affleck standing outside his house in sweatpants <laughs> with a cigarette. <laughs> waiting, his, um, waiting for his fucking uh, 
what is it? What what is it that he does? Uh, Duncan, <laughs> waiting for his huh? Duncan to show up. Oh, his Duncan Donut. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! What? Joan Soda, our sponsor for today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Posted a fucking uh, Jones Soda mixed drink with two ounces of vodka, five ounces Ooh. of freshly squeezed orange juice, and Jones mm. Berry uh, lemonade with orange mm. slices and ice. That part kind of catches me off a little bit. What? That part turns me off a little bit. What orange? No, the the flavor that they chose to go with that. The berry lemonade. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I just not. I'm not sure how that would taste with uh, orange juice. Yeah, I'd it's probably, not even the vodka. It's <laughs> yeah, I probably prefer the uh, strawberry lime soda, if I'm being honest. But you know, yeah. they're a sponsor for today's episode, so I'm sure they tried it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so according to Professor Chris Shedler, uh, the figure of the Wendigo. Oh, I Shedler is another really good name, by the way. Yeah, it is. I do not like as good that. as Bratty De- <laughs> Desantis, <laughs> of course. Desanti, yeah. Desanti, um, but fuck, it's good. So this application allows indigenous people to describe the colonialism and and its agents as Wendigos, since the process of colonialism ejected natives from their land and threw the natural world out of balance. Brady DeSanti points to the 1999 horror film uh, Ravenous as an illustration of this argument, equating the cannibal monster to American colonialism and manifest destiny. This movie features a character who articulates that expansion. Uh, brings displacement and destruction as side effects, explaining the, that manifest destiny and Western expansion will bring thousands of gold-hungry Americans over the mountains in search of new lives. Uh, this country is seeking to be a whole, stretching out its arms and consuming all it can as we merely follow. All right. Fun stuff. Yeah, love that. Mm-hmm. As a concept, Wendigo can apply to situations other than Native American-European relations, it can serve as a metaphor explaining any pattern of domination by which groups subjugate and dominate or violently destroy and displace Joe Lockhart. Uh, sorry, not they don't displace Joe Lockhart. There was a period there. It's impossible to displace, <laughs> displace. Joe Lockhart. Yeah. Joe Lockhart. He is immovable. <laughs> he is immovable object. He is inevitable. Uh, anyway, yeah. I am inevitable. Joe Lockhart, English professor at Arizona State University, argues that Wendigos are agents of social cannibalism uh, who know no provincial or national borders. All human cultures have been visited by shape-shifting Wendigos. Their visitations speak to the inseparability of human experience. Uh, National identity is irrelevant to the borderless horror. Lockhart's ideas explain that Wendigos are an expression of a dark aspect of human nature, the drive toward greed consumption and disregard for other life in the pursuit of self-aggrandizement so if wendigos were on twitter they'd probably tweet that uh like they're in their uh bio that it would probably just have like no one is illegal um on mm-hmm. it. okay yeah uh speak speaking of greed and self-aggrandizement do you know what time it is it's time um to to uh we're, we're gonna take a break we're gonna go outside with our pet crabs we're going to fucking, fucking smoke one down. And you guys can listen to these lovely ads while we do so. Yeah, and yeah. be sure to uh, to listen to this uh, week's Power Hour ad. Yeah. Uh, and to the actual show. As and well. of course, uh, to uh, the Joan Soda ad that we're putting in. Absolutely going to play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so after, uh, after these ads, Bryson, we're going to play a little game. Oh boy, um, is it... Civilization Six. Yes. Oh. Ads. Hey, dice goblins. What? Where are the goblins? Everywhere. They're listening to us right now. They're in our ears. Don't take my wax, please. It's so precious to me. To have the wax. Okay, wax goblin, dice goblins, whatever you need. You guys can visit thetabletopgameshop.com and use the code TANGENT to get 10% off your purchase for all the tabletop RPG games that you need. Oh, I love dice. Give me some of that. Changing from wax goblin to dice goblin? I, I'm both. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a goblin of many stripes. Okay. 
any goblin or mini stripes. You can, you can be a cup goblin, get some cool cups on that website. Again, that's code TANGENT, T-A-N-G-E-N-T, to get 10% off your purchase. Well, <laughs> sounds good. Taz, I've got a great idea of a shirt. Yes. So do you remember back in like uh, early internet days where people would make cartoon characters but look really fucking badass? Yeah. Uh, like the SpongeBob with the green tint and the mafia look to him with the gun. Oh, yeah. You're like not looking. You're not talking about like goth Disney princesses. Not okay. Goth All Disney, right. I'm talking especially about <laughs> SpongeBob who looks like he's about to murder you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the Looney Tunes, like yeah. the old Looney Tunes uh, gang shirts or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, gang shirts, that's what I mean. Anyway, we <laughs> should make one of those, but it's a very sad Mr. Krabs um, smoking a cigarette outside of his divorce hearing. Or like the Krusty Krab is being shut down behind him, or I don't know. We could think of something, but I just yeah. really want him punching darts. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So we don't have any questions this week again. Ask us more questions! You fucks. Uh, You can send them to us on... so easy. If you go to tangentavenue.com, you can go to our website. That's... that's, Wait, what? First off, our website's not tangentavenue.com. Second off... Do we not have that domain? Uh, No, I just did Asphalt Studios, my guy. Why would you not also buy the Tangent Do you want, domain? If you want to send me the money, I'll buy the domain. Well, how much is the domain? <laughs> it's probably like $20 a year, uh, I think. Well, never mind. It's fine. Okay. But we yeah, should, we should get that domain <laughs> eventually. <laughs> eventually, yeah. Anyway. So, our, yeah, our website's asphalt-studios.com. If you go to asphalt-studios.com and scroll all the way down, there is literally a place where you just put in your email and ask a question. Yeah. It's the easiest <laughs> thing in the world. Yeah, it really is. Or you can uh, you can tweet at us at Tangent Avenue or go to our Facebook group. There's so many options, and they're yeah. all so easy. All of them are really easy. If you just don't have a question about us, which, of course, who, who gives a fuck about us? Um, ask us like a question from your homework or something. <laughs> and we'll get to it in like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure it's not due tomorrow. Yeah. If it's uh... due tomorrow, we are not subject to any late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any, anything that would result in a late uh, homework assignment. <laughs> yeah. That's not us. That's on you, boo. But if it's due but in like a little over a month, like, yeah, <laughs> go nuts. Yeah. We'll we'll uh, we'll do a whole episode on, on your uh, the topic question. of your yeah no not no um on your senior project or whatever Absolutely. like we'll make it an episode yeah. <laughs> Taz okay. did not graduate high school but he will do your senior project hell yeah and I did not graduate by choice just yeah. to point that out I just I left it was yeah. not for me he wasn't um, he wasn't kicked out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, just I wasn't graduate. kicked out, and I did not fail out. Yeah. I just, I needed to work, and yeah. so I worked. So, uh, here's how this little game is going to work. Um, and I don't uh, like this game personally. Okay, that that sucks. Um, we're gonna play this on any episode that we talk about cryptids on. So I'm gonna list three weird cryptids, and you're gonna you're gonna take a guess on which one I made up, Bryson. Okay. Uh, so you ready? Yeah. Okay. So. Behind door number one, we have the big muddy monster from Murfreesboro, Illinois. Uh, Murphy's <laughs> Murfreesboro, Illinois has repeated sightings and smellings of the big muddy monster. This is an animal often <laughs> likened to Sasquatch in size and appearance, but with a distinct skunky smell. Uh-huh. I do believe big muddy monster is also called uh, the skunk ape. Ooh, skunk ape. Yeah. So now behind door number two is the spider eel from Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Uh, Long and slimy like an eel, but more akin to a centipede than a spider, this thing has been spotted since the late 1800s. The spider eel, believed to have been around two feet in length, mostly preyed on small livestock and left a gross slime over the uh, small animal's corpse. And behind door number three is the melon heads from Kirtland, Ohio. The story was that there was a doctor who lived in the woods who somehow acquired a bunch of children, possibly from a mental hospital, and performed experiment, experiments on them that caused their heads to become bulbous and mis- misshapen. 
One night, the children revolted and burned down the town doctor's house, and they now roam the woods looking for human contact. That kicks ass. Yeah, the prize for being right. Uh, which which one do you think I made up? That's spider eel. Yes, it's spider eel. Yeah, it's spider eel. Yeah. I knew How'd that you know? one. Uh, oh, because it was the only one that you didn't give a specific location for. No, I did. No, you it's, didn't. Uh, yeah, it's Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Oh, well, maybe I got lucky by not listening. Who's to say? Yeah. <laughs> but also, the spider eel explicitly also left evidence uh, of his miscreants. So, which Fair I don't enough. think the other two did. Uh, there was a smell. Some and then, smells happened, uh, not viscous goo over. And also a burnt down house, so. Yeah, houses burned down, though. Fair enough. Those are all things that could have happened, but, like, this one is, like, very specific mucus over the corpse of a deer. <laughs> <laughs> no, small animal. Small animal. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, a runt of a deer. A very small deer. <laughs> Uh, I will keep that note in mind for the next time we play this game. Absolutely. All right, so now we're going to read a couple of stories about the Wendigo from Reddit. I don't Reddit. want you. It sucks. Uh, story number one was posted by, um, at best, uh, six years ago. Titled, wow, something... they got in early, huh? Yeah. Uh, there's something inhuman south of Seattle if you want to go looking for it. Uh, all links to the stories will be in the description. So... <laughs> Sorry, I gotta get my uh, Reddit voice on. Is I don't have Reddit, Reddit voice. voice. Yeah, I've never really been on Reddit. Reddit's <laughs> rough. Yeah, uh, I I've listened to like some like podcasts or like vines and stuff. That's not vines, TikToks. I wish it was Vine. Um, <laughs> that read like, um, am I am I the asshole? Whatever. Like, I love yeah. that. By the way, if you're posting an "Am I the asshole?" Yes. <laughs> uh, so, I've talked about my road trip on this board before. Sick of, uh, sick to death of working myself to death, I took the first vacation of my life last year. A beat-up, re- rebuilt Yamaha Zuma and a foolish sense of optimism carried me across the western United States on an adventure that seriously made me rethink everything I thought I knew about the world. I love Seattle with the hip, or, uh, original hippie neighborhoods and the perma-carnival atmosphere of Pike Place Market. Which, have you been to Seattle, Bryson? Uh, I've been to the market, never been uh, anywhere else in Seattle. Pike Place is fun. They it are, is. There's a mac and cheese place there that's real good. I think I um, bought my Switchblade from that market. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun there. That's right, ladies um, and gentlemen. I'm a knife guy. <laughs> uh, the bridge stroll is a highlight. Gotta love a city that uh, sees a bridge and goes, you know what, this needs a giant concrete troll. Uh, getting out of Seattle, however, was a total nightmare. We restricted to back roads by a motor that capped at 40 miles an hour. I must have gotten lost a dozen times. Despite all the help I received from baffled gas station attendants, so I, I was behind schedule when it came to finding my campsite. Some miles south and a little east of the city, there's a free campground. It's most often used by horse riders, and, a, and boy, can you smell it. So I've got That's some actually immediate what... notes on this one. Okay. Um... Uh, so this person reeks of like, I go online to find one recipe and (laughs) (laughs) they list out a very fucking long winded review of some restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Give the whole fucking day leading up to it. Hell yeah. But please continue. (laughs) There's surprisingly not very many stories about Wendigos, so... Really? Yeah. There's not that many stories about this fictional creature? <laughs> yeah. Um, I expected more, because obviously, like, these stories almost certainly made up. Well, hey, I've got um, that, I've got that uh, supernatural script. <laughs> if we need it <laughs> to pad okay. for time. Did you actually find it? No, it's impossible. There are some okay. scripts that you can find and some you can't. I don't know yeah. why... They should really mm-hmm. have like a website that all scripts are posted to. I agree. That'd be. It sounds like a good project for you, Bryson. Why would I do it? <laughs> Why not? You wanted it. <laughs> but it would um, have to like, you'd have to, like <laughs> petition the Screenwriters so Guild deals, of America yeah. to like. <laughs> well, I could send an email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. So everyone email the Screenwriters Guild of America. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Um, there's a gravel road off of a service road, and then a few crooked, unpaved paths off of that. The trail markers were all bent, broken, or faded. In the end, I had to follow I'm my faded, nose. faded, bro. <laughs> faded as fuck. I set up my junior scout tent in the fading twilight. Um, so, a few notes about the story. It's set up to be like it's a real thing that happened, but it's written like a story. <laughs> yeah. And, like, this person either, if this really did happen, really wants to be a writer... <laughs> like, uh, or, like, it's if, sure. if it's nonfiction, you don't need to call it your junior scouts tent. <laughs> yeah, and you don't need to describe it as fading twilight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, mine was the only one there, and I had the place all to myself. After a quick meal of apples, pilfered, and you also wouldn't use the word pilfered. <laughs> nah, you use the word pilfered if you want. Uh, uh, from a previous cramp campground, I did my usual travel log spiel to my video camera by lantern light before tuning in. So that's um, insane. That's an insane move from you <laughs> to, <laughs> to have a travel log <laughs> for who I must ask. Uh, I'm not sure how long I slept. I know I checked the time, but I'll be damned if I can recall what it was. Uh, Why did you check your travel log? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dork. <laughs> Something had disturbed my well-earned beauty rest, but I was too groggy to remember what it had been. It's not well-earned if you just spent 45 <laughs> minutes trying to get out of Seattle. Okay. <laughs> uh, I sat in a stupor, too alert to fall back asleep, but too sleepy to be totally awake. Something brushed the side of my tent, and suddenly I was more awake than I'd ever been. Right. I had plenty of camping by that point. Uh, I had done plenty of camping by that point. I was familiar with the sounds of the usual nighttime critters, from raccoons to coyotes. Nothing had ever bothered me in my tent before, just snuffed around camp before wandering off and leaving me be. From the sound of the footsteps, I was walking on two legs. That was a first. My mind immediately jumped to the worst possible conclusion. Bear. There's a lot of conflicting information out there on how to deal with bears, and a lot of it depends... Also, you wouldn't put this in there. <laughs> yeah, um, also... This is... <laughs> Two walking on two legs must be a bear. <laughs> I know bears can walk on two legs, but yeah, I don't, they I don't, think don't they do make a habit of it. What? I don't think they make a habit out of yeah, it. Yeah, it's not their primary way of walking around, especially in a campsite. Yeah. Uh sitting there in the dark a, with That's really nuts. <laughs> also, how did you tell that? By the way of their footsteps. Are you fucking, like, the most... Are you Bear it's Grylls? Oliver Queen, man. Is this Grylls Bear himself? Yeah. He's drinking piss in his travel log. Drinking piss. Got a travel log that he's posting to discovery.tv. Yeah. Um, and uh, can fucking hear the difference between four legs and two. Well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, sitting there in the dark and with my heart beating in my throat, I had no way of telling heart, which heart species I was Heart beating in dealing. your chest. Just a quick writing tip for you. Uh, they generally <laughs> avoid the throat area. <laughs> uh, anyways, he was contemplating shout out or to play dead. Hmm. I was 30 yards what are your best 30... choices when you're <laughs> hidden in a tent to scream and make sure whatever predator is near you is aware that you're there or just to not say anything? <laughs> You got so many writing tips, man. <laughs> no, that's a life uh, tip. That's that true. <laughs> um, so, I was 30 yards from a sturdy cement block outhouse that might be better shelter. As quietly as I dared, I slipped my boots on and got ready to dash. A bear's faster than you, man. Uh, <laughs> Not if it's only standing on two legs, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> The tent zipper seemed impossibly loud in the night as I worked it open centimeter by centimeter. I moved agonizingly slowly. Once outside, I craned my neck around to see if the bear, if that's what it was, was between me and the outhouse. With incredible illumination of the Milky Way, I could see the campground clearly all the way to the tree line. There was nothing out Man, there. My favorite lamp is my Milky Way galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh... Normally, I couldn't see with the moonlight, but, oh, the Milky Way galaxy is sure luminescent <laughs> tonight. Uh, I could feel something watching me. It was like feeling an insect crawl along the back of my neck. There was no logical way for me to know something had its eyes on me, but out there in the dark in the middle of nowhere all alone, I couldn't dismiss it. Still on high alert, I crept along and tried not to crunch the gravel under my feet too loudly. Tell your fucking kid to shut up or we'll take him to that campsite. 
Yeah, I don't know what's happening out there. Probably being robbed. Okay, so, uh, still on high alert. Oh, edit point, Aaron. We're back. Sorry. <laughs> I forget that we're not, ed- I'm not editing anymore. My bad. I have no excuse. You gotta come back to D&D soon. Um, I still have plenty of excuses. <laughs> Alright. Still on high alert, I crept along and tried not to crunch the gravel under my feet too loudly. The outhouse was still my best bet. The door was propped open by a stone, but inside there was a heavy-duty bolt lock. I would have to spend the night surrounded by the smell of not only horse, but also human poop. But I figured that was a fair trade for not getting mauled or eaten. My hand was on the latch when I heard the awful crunch of footsteps in the gravel behind me. I kicked the stone, propping the door open out of the way, and slammed the heavy metal door shut, no longer caring how much noise I made. I think I understand why this person thinks, um... That bears walk on two feet so much. Hmm. I think his only experience with bears is through Brother Bear, the classic <laughs> uh, Disney Channel movie. Yeah. Which is a great movie, mind you. And if you've got to have uh, a singular experience through any movie, make it Brother Bear. But I can't mm-hmm. stress enough, most of the time they're just walking on fours, baby. <laughs> yeah. Brother Bear is a real good movie. I love Brother Bear. I, I understand, like, there's been a little bit of outrage about it lately because uh, people are realizing that every single voice actor in that was white, which is an issue. That but is frustrating, but... It's still a good movie. Yeah. I like it's, the moose. Yeah. It's too outdated to really care about that at this, at this point, I think. Because yeah. their movies are getting better about that type of thing, you know? Well. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. For the most part. <laughs> Um, I love that. Uh, remember when uh, uh, Tom Cruise was the last samurai? No, I don't think I saw that movie. Yeah. Hmm. Tom Cruise, the whitest man on the planet, last samurai. I know Scarlett Johansson played an Asian character a few years ago. Yep. But. The major. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> I saw the movie, but I don't remember anything about it. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so whatever was on the other side had thumbs. Something tucked on the door. As I struggled to bolt it shut, I won, but it was close. Uh, there was a metal mesh along the top of the structure for ventilation. Though I heard that the bellow... Whoa. Through it, I heard the bellows of heavy breathing that matched my own. My phone was back in my tent because I'm an idiot. Well, uh, I didn't say it. There was, there was no way to tell time. The same stupid impulse that brought me out here in the first place kicked in. I had to know. Hello? Silence. Maybe they hadn't heard me, and then... Hello? I could have shit myself. I was in the right place for it. The voice was feminine like my own, and the sound of it was like a kick to the gut. I couldn't even tell you why it made me so uneasy. The sensation was like when you're walking upstairs and you're expecting another step, but your foot comes down on an empty space. I'm sorry, I thought I was alone. I said, and then it responded. I'm alone. Every syllable was jarring. I'm sorry I freaked out. I didn't think there was anyone else here. Sorry, I'm here. You'd think you'd know I knew it was another camper. I would have opened the door, but I never did. Some deeply buried instinct uh, kept me from taking my hand off the vault. You scared the crap out of me. Are there any more tent sites out there in the trees or something? I'm something. There are more. Her words made me sick to my stomach again. Uh, I couldn't have even told you why, only that they did. From her odd syntax, I guessed English wasn't her first language. Do you need to go? Use the bathroom, I mean, because I'm going to be in here a while. That wasn't a lie. I wouldn't have opened that door if it was my own mother on the other side. You need to go. Her grasp of English was improving with every sentence. There was something weird about it. Look, I'm sorry I scared you. If, um, I'm sorry if I scared you, but why you started it? Well, okay. Um, typo. You started by creeping around in the dark. I won't come out. Can you go somewhere else? I'll be gone in the morning, I promise. I just wanted to sleep in peace. You need to be gone. I promise you. I creep in the dark. You won't be here in the morning. For uh, fear cemented my mouth shut. The more I spoke, the more she did, and I didn't want to hear her voice anymore. I'm sure that makes me sound like a bigot or something, but I had the feeling I was feeding words to her and that the feeling was not pleasant. It felt like she was hungry for them. The same I do like the that... idea that <laughs> they just thought that this was a... Uh, <laughs> like They did just think this was a foreigner who didn't know the language, and they were terrified of the idea of giving them more language. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this isn't actually a Wendigo. This is just a very, like... (laughs) Shit, that's rough, dude. Yeah. Uh, 
The same instinct that told me to keep quiet the first time kept me from running my dumb mouth off again. God knows was, if I'm going to waste these words on some Mexican. <laughs> Jesus damn, Christ. Damn Mexicans keep stealing our words. <laughs> stealing our jobs, stealing our words. Fuck. Everyone's got a limited amount of words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wendigos will uh, steal them. Yeah, of course. I was either dealing with someone who was not mentally well or something else entirely. There was a threat in her words of the way she spoke them, and I had no doubt she would be able to carry out that threat. I kept my mind, I kept my hands on the belt while they cramped, and the first rays of sun crept sluggishly through the mesh at the top of the walls of my shelter. It wasn't until sun was strong, the sun was strong enough to make me sweat in my self-imposed prison that I felt brave, stupid enough to speak again. Hello? Are you still out there? Hello? Anyone? There was no answer, which was the best outcome I could hope for. I opened the door. My tent was untouched, at least from a distance, the oppressive feeling of being watched and dissipated. I dressed and broke down camp in record time. My moped cranked to What life, record, but though? It... National or regional? It's a good question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did she post the time in her travel log? <laughs> <laughs> My moped cranked to life. They drove out there in a moped? What the fuck? Uh, cranked to life. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't until I went to put my helmet on that I saw a footprint. I kicked that rock pretty far. It was close to my bike. Naturally, I went over to it. I had to know. In a clear outline of fresh mud, there was a single print on the smooth gray of the stone. Not human, but a hoof like that of an unshod horse or goat. I think that's supposed to say unshoed, but... Couldn't tell you. Uh, it was so fresh, so vivid, it hadn't been there last night when I was using the bathroom before I'd gone to bed. And the soft mud in front of the outhouse door were more the same, some of them on top of my own boot prints. If you want to go looking for whatever the hell it was, be my guest. Just be careful with your words out there, because I figured out what was wrong with that voice when I watched the playback of my travel log video. It was my own. And there was an update on this story uh, to name the location, and it's Swamp's Wells Horse Camp. Uh, so what's your story? What's your uh, thoughts on that story? So obviously fake. Um... Yeah. For sure. Especially because they say that they were recording it on their travel log mm-hmm. at the end of it, but they left their phone. Because mm-hmm. I was going to make a joke about that when she initially said that she left her phone in her camp like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Because I was I was going to be like, oh, but she brought her travel log. And like, it turns out, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and also, she didn't. Like, I assume the travel log was a video because she says it is. Oh, no, no, no. The tra- When she says that she was reviewing the travel log and recognized it as her own voice, she recognized it because she was hearing, like, herself talk, not because she recorded the incident in the bathroom. Oh, okay. Or, yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Either way, it's still fake, obviously, because yeah, yeah, those yeah, aren't yeah. real. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So we're going to read another story uh, for the Wendigo, but uh, we're approaching an hour now, so we're going to call it. On top of that, my son is cranky and needs a nap. So That's true. My apologies, everybody. I I don't apologize. (laughs) Strictly speaking, myself, not sorry. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so keep an eye out for Tangent Tabletop, everybody. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. It's our main project going on outside of of course you know tangent avenue right now and we're really looking forward to it as always so any chance i can uh play D am gonna take it <laughs> of course all right bryson uh good times as always right taz good times as always you can find us on twitter at uh tangent avenue or you can find myself at want a toothpick taz where can i find you oh you find me as Raphael. All right, good. Glad to hear that. Uh, you can find mm-hmm. us on Facebook and Instagram at Tangent Avenue or join our Facebook group, Tangent Avenue Podcast, to join in on the conversation. Mm-hmm. As always, we want to thank our lovely artist, Julia Marie Artistry, for her work, not only on this cover photo, but on uh, the Tangent Tabletop cover photo, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to thank Homesick Entertainment for intro, mid-roll, and outro. Uh, you can find their work at youtube.com slash c slash homesick. They did great work on this uh, show's uh, intro, but also the Tangent Avenue, well, the Tangent Tabletop uh, intro is badass as well. Yeah. And we also want to thank uh, our researcher. No, we don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, Abby's yeah, fine. She, she did, doesn't need our I things. mean, I guess she, she didn't research uh, this episode, but yeah. I mean, so she's researching most episodes you. from here on out. 
Uh, Elliot's her last name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. So big thank you to Abigail or Abby Elliot uh, and our editor or slash producer, I guess, because she's doing everything now. Uh, Aaron Elzia. She's so, all right. Yeah. Got more people to add to our credits, man. I We're know. growing. You better add them big. to the credits then because I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Bryson, you got anything? Um, kill your landlord. Man, you love to end episodes with that. It's a good one. Kill your landlord. Bye. Bye. This was an Asphalt Studios production.